Open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host at Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome everybody to a new episode uh, of the Bitcoin Report. And today we have uh, a guest and it's, he's, he's our guest for the second time, it's Trace Mayer. He's an early investor in, in a lot of Bitcoin startups, investments and uh, the, the, the money side of, of Bitcoin. So welcome Trace, how are you? Oh, wonderful to be back with you again. And we've had a lot going on this year. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to, want to talk to you because there, it was a great year, of course. It was a lot of drama. A lot of forks, <laughs> a lot of camps, a lot of uh, everything, and on, on all network effects, there was something rumbling. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's for sure, and I, I think that you know we we had we contributed to the discussion about why to hire Bitcoin, and you know now we're starting to see more of the importance of getting rid of the smell of Bitcoin. I think it was. Uh, either on your podcast or Paul Butnick's where we kind of really started talking about that. And so uh, it's important, you know, we're going to need to do that. And uh, hopefully 2017 will be the year where we can get it all pushed through. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Of course we, we have had a lot of, a lot of fun also this year. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, the, the biggest uh, issue uh, I think was like the year before the, the block size uh, discussion, I guess that's this the main uh, the main drivers of the of the community at this moment, unfortunately. But um, I think we are we are we are really close now to uh, to the solution and to to uh, yeah to merging the camps even. What is your opinion about it? Yeah, well, we we have a a solid proposal that's actually ready to be activated with Segwit. Um, so you know anybody who wants to really scale Bitcoin. Uh, they have to be in favor of SegWit in order to do that. And there's several reasons for that. One, it fixes transaction mailability. Two, we make more efficient use of the, the current block size. Three, it lays the foundation for off-chain scaling, uh, things like Lightning Network. And so all of these things are absolutely just incredibly important for the, the ecosystem and for the industry as a whole. And they're not really any downsides to it. And so, you know, people can whine and complain about not getting their way. But at the end of the day, all we can do is make a decision with code that is written and ready to run. And guess what? We've got code. It's written. It's ready to run. Uh, let's get it activated. Yeah, it's heavily tested, uh, of course. It's, yeah, uh, heavily tested, thoroughly reviewed. Uh, came, yeah. A lot of it came from Dr. Woola and from uh, Luke Jr., longtime core contributors. So it's not like we're dealing with untested code from no-name developers who are 
don't have a proven track record, haven't done anything, haven't proven themselves. No, this is real code. It's ready to go. Uh, so, you know, put up or shut up type of situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It is. And I, th- I think we, uh, uh, we we all know which groups we are talking about, of course, and which uh, benevolent leaders uh, are in the space. Um, but <laughs> I'm not naming names here, of course. Well, it is funny that, uh, you know, I guess uh, Mike Hearn, he had his hernia and, and whiny rage quitted uh, over all of this. And he, he said that he sold all his Bitcoins and, you know, Bitcoin's up over 100 percent since that happened. So maybe more people <laughs> who have caused a lot of drama will sell all their Bitcoins and leave and, and the price can go up some more. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of rage quitting also this year, of course, with uh, Mr. Allaire from uh, Circle. I think it was a, I think it was a rage quit. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, especially when you read the uh, the support post on his on uh, Circle dot com in the the particular emoticons that were used and everything. It's kind of like. Really, I expected a little bit more just because you can't contribute to an open source project because the code that you write is just not good enough. Uh, you know, that's not it's just not a very professional way to behave. Um, so I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. It, it's kind of sad to see uh, a, a company and talent like Circle has leaving the ecosystem. But. I don't think they'll be missed. If that's was, the question. Was there really much much engineering going on on the background? Um, uh, not really in the background. I personally, I use Circle. I I, I bought lots yeah. of Bitcoin through Circle. So I mean, I like the service that they provided and everything. Uh, but they're a layer on top of the protocol, you know. And and super Bitcoin is everybody's here always to fix it, you know. And uh, yeah. you, you got to be really good to be able to fix it. And, you know, don't get your feelings hurt if you're not really good. And so your stuff doesn't get merged in. No, no. But do you think they, they, they're going to use the transport layer from Bitcoin to, to do transactions? So do, to do dollar transactions uh, uh, and under, underneath uh, they use Bitcoin to transfer it? I, I don't know. Um, it should be good for intercontinental transfers, of course. Yeah, perhaps, but the, I mean, they're really tied in with the banking system. I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, because if they, if they didn't uh, uh, talk about blockchain, if they didn't talk about blockchain or Bitcoin, they never had could get the VC money in the first place, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they raised all the money, but it was totally on a Bitcoin on a promise, play. Just like yeah. R3, you know? Yeah, just like R3. We're seeing R3 implode also. and. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, three, so it's the number of the banks that are still there. It's three now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I actually rub shoulders with a lot of the R3 people uh, because whenever I go to New York, I, you know, we go to a lot of the same events and stuff. And yeah. so, you know, that that's what I think we've we've seen a big shakeout of a bunch of flim flams and a bunch of uh, people that really are no nothing, no doers. They they aren't executing, uh, and you know they they've taken a lot of money, but they like they haven't executed and they haven't delivered results and they haven't delivered code. And you know if all they can do is whine and complain and throw mud at the wall, and that's the degree of value that they can add. Hey, guess what? 
you're not going to raise any more money. You're not going to be included in the development process. So just, you see that door over there? Get out and leave. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't need you around. No. And we see it a lot. We, a lot of companies this, this year. It's it's. It, I think we are we are nearing the end of the blockchain bubble. So the that the, the magic magic blockchain uh, hype, and uh, we see we see everybody turning back to Bitcoin. Yeah, you and think? you know all these people that have been paying developers to work on blockchain stuff, or to work on altcoins for that matter. They're really just training a bunch of future Bitcoin developers. Yeah, it so it's like, by all means, put more money into R3, put more money into <laughs> companies like Circle, because, you know, you'll figure out that what you were doing wasn't really the right play. Uh, but you did contribute lots of resources that uh, help those of us who do know what we're doing. <laughs> and, you know, I and I actually call, you know, I called this a lot uh, whenever people would ask me about R3 or about you know, some of the stuff I'd, you know, I'd kind of give a, give a fairly diplomatic answer, but now that it's all shaking out, it's yeah, you know, like, well, blunt now. you know, now I can be kind of a little bit more yeah. blunt, you know, cause I mean, you don't want to step on people's toes or hurt people's precious little snowflake no, feelings. No. Uh, but we're, you know, we're moving into an era now where you got to put up or shut up. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just how it's going to be. And I think that the banks are, you know, they, they've kind of been taken for a ride, especially by the R3 people. So they're going to be a lot more skeptical, hopefully, uh, and judicious with how they allocate their capital around. Yeah. Do, do you think banks uh, are going to create solutions on, on a really small scale uh, in on blockchain? Or is it just uh, shared uh, spreadsheets? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. No, I, I do think that there are serious projects that will be blockchain related. A lot of them will not be Bitcoin, particularly. Uh, but the counsel that I have given to the people who are working and building on a lot of this stuff is you need to stay close to Bitcoin and you need to make your system security. as interoperable, yeah. so the security and interoperability as possible with Bitcoin. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to get too far down that road and not be able to scramble back to the safety of Bitcoin. Uh, and so, you know, that's some of the counsel I've been giving quite a few of these uh, projects that have been getting worked on. And, you know, hopefully it'll be followed. It takes a little bit more effort to, you know, go that extra mile, do it the right way, be interoperable with the blockchain as opposed yeah. to just a blockchain. Um, but, you know, we're we're building this stuff out. And, uh, you know, when, the, when these Bitcoin ETFs get approved and launched and, and the CME's price feed has been... Uh, up and running for you know several months and several years without issues, and so we can start issuing a lot more financial instruments on top of or related to Bitcoin specifically. I mean, Jeremy Allaire said it: there is no other project that has attained the liquidity, the security, and the scalability as the Bitcoin blockchain. And we're watching Ethereum have hard fork after hard fork and screw up after screw yeah, up. We see R three implode. We see. Uh, Mr. Hernia just uh, blow out his intestines all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it's really, uh, it's really kind of, uh, you know, it's just a weeding out of the of the B rate and the C rate players. And guess what? The A rate players they're building Bitcoin. That's yeah. where all the legends are at. Brian Cohen, Adam Back, yeah. uh, Peter Wooa. 
you know, all the legends Super are working stars. on Bitcoin. Yeah. Super program. You know, the superstars. Yeah. You know, why? Because that's where the hardest questions are to solve. You know, if you want to climb Mount Everest, you come work on Bitcoin. If you want to like go play around with a little a thousand pool. foot hill yeah. or in the kiddie pool, yeah. you know, you want to play around in the kiddie pool, like, you know, go go play around on Ethereum or like yeah. one of these other things. But if you want to, if you want to surf on Tehachapu, like you come, you come work on Bitcoin stuff. That's where the hard problems are at. Yeah. To uh, in a, about R3, of course, is open source their uh, their core uh, uh, software. <laughs> Well, um, any of any of the any of the developers that I yeah, pay well, or in companies well, that well, I've funded, you better not be reading that crap because it's wasting the time and the money of us investors and developers. Who's go for that? No, nobody is going to. Why? Why? Why thing. would? Why would anybody? For banks' internal systems to 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 more to to make more fluent. This only. Yeah, there, I mean, there's no reason. Just no. because something's open source, there's no reason to read it. No. There's no reason to work on it. You know, and and like I said, any any developers that work for companies that I've funded, like I will be very disappointed if you're wasting time on that type of garbage. Yeah. And more VC money is talking like this that at this moment, I guess. Now all the well, yeah, because because they, they, they've got burned. You know, yeah. they got burned by people like uh, Mike Hernia and yeah. uh, Professor Bitcoin. How can Fitelic? Yes, yes, to tell. He has to give give some uh, some uh, some some update about about his projects. How did he shilling that? Yeah, that's what, what, what that's an say? excellent that's yeah. an excellent question. But we're on the Bitcoin report, right? And and it is interesting to note that the market cap of Ethereum seems to be evaporating away uh, yeah. quite a. So you know, I think that there is you know how people allocate their money speaks volumes about what they really believe in. And you Bitcoin price is going is, up. You, you think market cap is is really the, uh, the, the 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 trust in the in the in the in the coin? The, the well, I think there's there, or is it because think, there's there's a lot of uh, hand, uh, markets yeah. in play? No, no. There there's two big two big factors. One is market cap. The other is liquidity. How much daily volume is getting turned over? You know, if you need to sell fifty million dollars worth of ethers. Can the market yeah. handle that in a single day? I mean, you want to sell $50 million of Bitcoin in a day, you might hit the price a couple bucks, right? Yeah. But you, just so just because you have a high market cap doesn't mean you have high liquidity. And we've got tons of liquidity in Bitcoin, not just on exchanges, but off exchange with merchant processors, with people getting paid in Bitcoin who are independent over contractors. The counter, over the counter, of course. With yeah. over-the-counter trading, with yeah. like local Bitcoins and stuff. So, I mean, Bitcoin's got a, a medium cap uh, market cap, medium cap type stock, but it's got liquidity of a large cap. You know, when you're looking at the daily liquidity yeah. volumes and that's what really matters, because, you know, if you're if you're with an experimental little project like Ethereum or Dash or uh, Steam, you know, I, I think Steam's kind of an interesting little experiment, but like there's no volume there. You want to sell five million dollars worth of Steam like you're going to tank the price, to uh, zero, yeah. you know, to zero. And yeah. but you're, you're not going to see that in Bitcoin. And when these ETFs come out. Uh, I mean, you'll be able to move hundreds of millions of dollars in and out of Bitcoin every day. And that presents so many more potential use cases uh, yeah. for for the network and the protocol. So I don't see any 
uh, any other projects out there that are garnering the liquidity, let alone the security and the yeah. and and the other aspects that we have with Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so the Winklevoss brothers are are creating a, an ETF. Uh, they got a new uh, picture on their website, so uh, it they have a logo now. <laughs> it should be happening in a couple of days. Um, but um, I think. I don't know if if you think the same, but uh, it's the first ETF, big ETF for Bitcoin. So when this one is 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 being accept, accepted, it's paving the way for all the other uh, Bitcoin ETFs. Maybe is is could it be the case because it's less, it's it's uh, it's taking so long? Yeah. So the regulators, you know. They're they're always slow to get stuff done, and I think particularly at the SEC, they want to make sure that they're really doing a lot of the due diligence in terms of protecting investor funds. And a big issue is determining what the price of Bitcoin is. And I and so I think with the CME, a large reputable institution having this Bitcoin price index that they've come up with, you know, once we see that operating for several months and not having any problems, uh, then, uh, you know, the other thing is also investor choice. And so there's the SolidX ETF and the Winklevoss ETF. And they're both, you know, kind of following very similar paths. Uh, and they're in terms of the timing and the scheduling and the rulemaking and all that. And so one will be listed on the NYSE, the other on the BATS exchange, and that'll give investors opportunity and choice between the two. So I think that, you know, the SEC is kind of looking at this and being like, okay, we get this price index out for a while, then we can approve two different ETFs and let the investors do whatever they want to do, uh, but at least give them the option to start investing in uh, this particular asset. And I know some investors, I know I know a hedge fund manager, he wants to buy $100 million worth of uh, Bitcoin ETF as soon as it comes out. First customer. First fund, yeah. yeah. So th- I think there's some big money on the sidelines looking to uh, come into the Bitcoin space uh, when they can do it through an instrument like that. Yeah, it's it's not possible to do that in because you have to go to an exchange now, of course, and it's too much hassle to buy such a big, big, uh, yeah, big, uh, big amounts of Bitcoin. It's not possible. Yeah, and how how are you going to secure it? You know, yeah. and yeah. I mean. Like if I was running a hedge fund, I wouldn't want the liability of securing the the assets. No. You know? So I mean, these ETFs are going to add value to a particular class of of investors. Yeah, and so all right, and security. So uh, when when they lose the Bitcoin, you get your money back. That that kind of deals. Well, I don't think you get your money back, but uh, but so, I mean, that's going to be their value proposition. Is going to be their security. Yeah, yeah, and the, and auditing, and I mean, they're gonna the the ETFs are gonna make a ton of money off of fees. They're gonna make a lot of money off of fees. I mean, look at the gold ETF. You know, that thing's got billions and billions of dollars in it. They're making money hand over fist in terms of fees with that. They pay premiums, of course. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and sometimes you have premiums and stuff like that. So I mean, like the the ETF is it'll add solid value to a particular class of investor and you'll make a good you'll make good money operating one so it's a sustainable business model so yeah i mean i i i'm very excited for the ETF approval yeah. process and when that'll happen but you you cannot give a time frame because it's such a such a, spe- such a special one 
So it's up to the regulators. It's up to the regulators. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so they, yeah. <laughs> no, right. um, the, the, the currency wars, the war in cash. Um, how do you see that? Uh, of course, the war in cash in India and in Venezuela. Uh, all the all the paper money uh, is 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 gonna uh, is gonna be burned. It's gonna be no, nothing, uh, no no value. Uh, how does that how does that plays in into into the Bitcoin into into the Bitcoin price? Yeah, it just makes Bitcoin more attractive and of an asset to put more than capital gold? into. More than uh, gold? Yeah, yeah, okay. because it's more portable. You know, you can you can move it around and move it around in smaller denominations so much more easily than gold or silver. Uh, I mean, I went to the Latin American Bitcoin conference, uh, the Venezuelans, the Brazilians, the Argentines. They're loving Bitcoin. It's growing huge because it solves a lot of problems they have in terms of portability, especially with uh, trade with China. And, you know, now we're, we see what's happened in India banning seven dollar and fifty cent notes and fifteen dollar notes i mean that's insane 86 percent of the cash balances i mean we're talking all the working capital on a lot of these businesses you know the the working capital that you have to have to like make payroll and everything so it's a tremendous disruption to the underlying economy in india uh and what that and and it's it's not like it's not like they can just come out with a new note, right? Like that damage is done permanently for an entire generation. Like why trust them ever again? You know, and so for a lot of programmers in India, for a lot of these businesses, and now for a lot of the people, they can trust Bitcoin. You know, there's not a single example of Bitcoin just making all your Bitcoins worthless. No. You know, I mean, so like why trust Modi and why trust the Indian Central Bank and why trust their fiat currencies? There's no reason to trust them relative to trusting Bitcoin. You know, as the Winkle vibe put it, like we're, we're going to put our trust in math and computer science as opposed to politicians. So, you know, I think that this war on cash, uh, it really just is great marketing for Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> It's a perfect <laughs> like, storm, I like, guess. For, for, yeah, for they're, they're committing. They're, the, the, I mean, The politicians are in effect committing committing suicide with their product. It's it's really a a horrible thing to do to your brand, you know. Like why why because you got to look at fiat currencies; those are brands, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. why do you trust those brands? Uh, and you do something like that, man, you just you erode the trust, trust yeah. big time. Well, the paper, the paper money, like it has value because people transfer it around and yeah. it has this legal tender quality to it. But once you, once you remove the legal tender quality by fiat, you know, just by decree overnight uh, as yeah. a complete surprise to everybody, like, you know, that, that, that it's not like, it's not like a bank failing. You know, bank failing is really bad, but this is even more fundamental because you're 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 decreeing as worthless the underlying unit that the banks are then built on top of. And so it's even so yeah, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's even worse than a bank run. You know, because it yeah. causes a currency crisis. And yeah, so I think it's just going to drive a lot of behavior into something people can trust, something like Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what, what do you think? Why, why, why are they doing it? Is it to, to yeah, of course, to, to have more control? They hate, they hate fiat uh, paper money, of course. 
uh, is that the the main reason uh, to uh, to to get more control or to uh, to uh, yeah, negatively uh, infect criminals to uh, because they they are are using cash. Well, I mean, obviously, they're attacking privacy and fungibility. They're attacking uh, the autonomy of the individual. Uh, why would they want to do stuff like that? Probably because they need to. They they they're they're broke, you know, because they need to steal money from somebody. Well, uh, of course, they're going to put out the propaganda. Oh, we're fighting money laundering, or we're fighting. Uh, you know, the special snowflakes or whatever it is. Uh, But I mean, at the end of the day, they, they do stuff like this because they're out of money. They do. And so it's like, Oh, so you're going to make all our money worthless. And then you're going to issue new fancy pieces of paper and say, those have money. Well, I mean, it's just tough because people have an, have options now they can use bitcoin if they want to they can use dash that like there now are so many different options that people can use that i don't think it's very wise to take for granted one's brand with their fiat currencies to just assume that people will use them irs um is is chasing now a coinbase to uh to give the, the information from their users uh, we all saw this coming, of course, because uh, Coinbase is heavily uh, uh, under under government control in the first place uh, already. So, um, uh, how do you see that uh, rolling out uh, on on other exchanges? Because I think this is the first try. What, how do you see that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it it appears to just be a fishing expedition. You know, the they want to just get a ton of data. I mean, what are they going to do with the data? Most of the Bitcoin users probably have losses during 2014 and 2015 because the price was going down. Um, Additionally, like how much money is the IRS actually going to be able to collect uh, from some of this stuff? I mean, you're you're dealing with a bunch of people that might have bought like one Bitcoin here or half a Bitcoin there. Uh, And so plus, I mean, people are entitled to losses. You know, so, uh, I mean, that's not going to be any fun if, uh, you know, the IRS comes and then it's like, oh, well, actually, uh, you know, you were right. I didn't claim all the losses that I'm entitled to. And so the IRS needs to write me a check, (laughs) Uh, which is actually how I think my personal situation works, uh, because, you know, I've I've uh, I was looking over some of my records after the after this Coinbase news. And it appears that I forgot to take a significant deduction. So I got to figure out like, man, do I like amend the return or I I mean, I'm going to have to talk with like CPA about it or something uh, in order to figure out like, but I I think there are a lot of people in that situation, you know, that are, they've tried to be tax compliant, but uh, you know, it it does get kind of complicated. And so the IRS has to come in and, assert like how much they think you owe um it i just don't know that it's worth the time and money to try for on on the irs's side to like actually try and get get anything so they might be getting the data and they're smart you know they 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 know this that's how they get their bonuses and stuff is based on how much money they actually get in the 
into their coffers and how quickly they get it. So I think they might just be getting trying to get a lot of data because uh, Coinbase does, also does merchant processing. So they might be trying to figure out the usage patterns and yeah, figure Asian, out yeah, like yeah, the endpoints. Yeah, the endpoints yeah. and the usage patterns and try to yeah. figure out how they could feasibly tax uh, this stuff. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. If anybody's had like a gigantic, they they moved yeah, a whole bunch of Bitcoin yeah. into Coinbase and sold it and got a wire transfer, like yeah. hopefully you've accounted for that properly. But I think for like the average Coinbase user, um, it, it might just be not even worth the hassle for the IRS to go after the, them individually because one, there are the all these losses, but two, just the cost in terms of trying to ferret yeah. out exactly how all this stuff's supposed to be offset. Multiple and, addresses, of course, and everything is yeah, spread. And there's, uh, yeah, and there's multiple addresses. It's it's yeah. really becomes quite a nightmare, you know, yeah. which is one which is one reason why I personally don't use Bitcoin for day-to-day stuff on a very regular basis. You know, I, I use my American Express Business Platinum card and I get my rewards miles and stuff like yeah, that yeah. is because I just don't want to kind of have to deal with all of this hassle. We, you are in a position, and me also, that we don't need to uh, to use Bitcoin as a, as a, as a form of uh, living, you know? There are other yeah, countries I mean, that, 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 that need to use it. And, yeah, uh, I mean, we 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 get we get dollars or euros from our yeah. employer. Like we're able to like live, you know, that life, Mister yeah. Anderson. The fiat right? life, <laughs> the fiat life, <laughs> and uh, and and have you know all of our records kind of in order there. But you know, if you're a poor person in Africa or uh, or South America, and there's not like any other option, and you're not taxed on it, you know, then. IRS stuff is irrelevant for that particular, yeah, you yeah. know, situation. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you you mentioned a lot are the network effects of Bitcoin. Um, what are the network effects that are playing out the hardest at this at this moment, and this time oh, of our life? I think what you know. So we've got speculation, merchants, consumers, miners slash security, developers, uh, financialization, and then world reserve currency. I think the big the big ones playing out right now are with uh, the uh, world reserve currency SEC approval of the ETF. The developers rolling out SegWit is a massive, massive deal. Uh, I think we're seeing a lot more consumers just move into using Bitcoin. Uh, speculation is, you know, actually not that hot right now. I mean, people are you know, it, not the prices. Yeah, it's it's they are prices altcoins now. Yeah, I mean, everybody's playing with altcoins. The yeah. Bitcoin price is inching up, uh, but when you look at the long term trend from a speculative point of view. Uh, our previous lay, I, I like to look at it from the 200-day moving average because that filters out all the daily noise, right? And the previous major run went from a $100 million 200-day moving average to an $8 billion 200-day moving average over, you know, 18 months or whatever. And, it, it you know, when it started, it was increasing about a million dollars a day, which and maybe a little bit less, but that was about 0.7%. Our currently, our 200-day moving average market cap is increasing at 0.23%. But we're starting from a much larger base. You know, we're starting from, 
billions of dollars instead of 100 million. We're adding about $25 million a day to the 200-day moving average. Nine, we're like $9.8 billion, 200-day moving average. Okay. That's bizarre. Like, that's bizarre. That's that's 25% higher yeah. than the two than the previous all-time high on the 200-day moving average. In other words, we're in completely uncharted territory in terms of an all-time high price. I mean, like and and what and, and yet nobody's really talking about like this, you know, and big, because everybody looks at like $784 and they're like, oh, that's, you know, all time high is like $1,200. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You got to look at market cap. You got to look liquidity. at liquidity. Yeah. You've got to look at fundamental growth and prices are set at the margin. And there are a lot more people just using Bitcoin on the margin for purchases and everything. I think this bull run could be explosive. You know, I mean, I, six months ago, I was on a podcast, uh, threw out a $3,000 price. Yeah. And I think that might even be pretty darn conservative. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at Bitcoin being larger than all but 60, all but about 61 currencies in the world. And we're looking at it having an inflation rate lower than all but 20 currencies in the world. So yeah. we've got, we've got a, a, a very small supply. We've got skyrocketing demand. We've got prices set at the margins. We've got all-time financial strength in terms of 200-day moving average and liquidity. We've got 150-plus reputable exchanges all over the world. We've got massive technological development happening with our developers. We have ASICs getting deployed and commoditized at, at you know, the lower end of 16 nanometers. We've got ETFs Just coming out soon, maybe. ETF coming out soon. In other words, all it's seven bullish. of these it's networks. Bullish. You want to all, say that? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bullish. But all, in other words, all seven of these network effects are, are going at full throttle right now. Full throttle. Oh. Like all seven of them are taken off. And uh, so, I mean, what's going to compete with that? What's on the horizon to compete with that? I, I just I don't see anything on the horizon. I mean, we've seen hernia. Uh, yeah. That's not going to compete with it. We've yeah. seen Corda. We've seen Ethereum. We've seen Dash. Yeah, I mean, we've seen nothing nothing on the horizon uh, to compete with Bitcoin. Do you think so, there there is going to be some something on the horizon eventually? Uh, no, because if there was going to be, it would be here. Yeah, yeah, because every day new I mean, coins are going I mean, they, are going they, to they, uh, exist. They gave it a shot with R3. They gave it a shot with Ethereum. Yeah, yeah guess what? They screwed up because they're just yeah. not good enough. Not, you know, they, 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 they don't have the security. They don't have the model that Bitcoin has, and they failed. You know, I mean, anybody who – I mean, look at those projects. Can anybody with a straight face seriously say that Ethereum and R3 are not failures? I mean, it's just a matter of time before the people sitting on their long Ethereum positions sell out, you know, because they yeah. want to be first to sell and get the money as yeah. opposed to last. Just like, you know, like so Zcash, how many true believers do they just have? Just like Zcash. Um, Zcash is, is slowing down. The price is yeah, going down. And you see the, the, yeah. the back holders, so the first, uh, they, they are going to sell because this is, uh, you know where, did that, where this ends. Yeah, I mean, look at the, the Bitcoin-Ethereum pair. Like trading the Bitcoin yeah. Bitcoin Ethereum pair. If, if you can go long Bitcoin and short Ethereum, uh, that's been a wonderful play the last yeah. couple of months. And you know, so and 
then it, uh, you know, that kind of increases further stress on the short side. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't really see a, co- a competitor on the horizon that's going to, that's going to be able to arrive here soon enough, no. you know, because you get these ETFs approved and it's on like Donkey yeah, Kong. Sky, yeah. Skyrocketing. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that further develops even more network effects. Yeah. It's amazing. I, it's beautiful. It's glad, beautiful it's, it's glad our name is still the Bitcoin report. I don't. I, I didn't sell out to the blockchain report. Well, B- Bitcoin's making and, blockchain great but, again. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, changing their names to blockchain. But I still hold on. I think. I think this is the blockchain is just a bubble, and even blockchain without cryptocurrencies, I, I, it's, it's 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 too weird for me. Well, it's hard. Where do you get the security model? Yeah. Why is it trustworthy? Is it immutably persistent? You know, immutable persistence is, I think, a big deal. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have uh, shorted R3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Short all altcoins, I guess. But they have no coins, so what can we do? <laughs> I know. I, I, I just, man, I would have loved to have been able to short that. <laughs> I think... Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Hernia uh, didn't did not sell his coins. He just wants to make money on the on the, the quick money on the blockchain hype. And I think eventually <laughs> come back to Bitcoin because he's he's no he's not crazy. He was at the, at the front of the Bitcoin revolution, right? Well, I don't know how welcome he would be back. No, there. that's another story. But every, <laughs> everybody can build on the blockchain, of course, on the Bitcoin blockchain. So maybe by themselves, yeah, by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> With a couple of banks, I don't know. We will see how it how it plays out. Uh, how long does it do you think it takes that sequence is going to be activated? Do you have any oh, idea? I, I no idea, but you know, I I'd like to see it uh, activate February March timeframe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand you want to get everything in order if you're on the mining side of stuff and make sure you're not going to lose any money. No, do you uh, think the, 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 the unlimited uh, drama is going to be any problem? I don't. I don't think it, it is. But I mean, first minions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, any any real Bitcoiner should be in favor of Segwit, and like, there's not any reason to block it. You know, because I mean, you're blocking a fixed to transaction mailability that could have Lightning Network. I mean. We're, we're talking about we need privacy and fungibility and any real Bitcoiner seriously values privacy and fungibility. Yeah. We need to make, you know, all these startups, all these blockchain startups that, that got money to do AML and KYC and spy on people so they yeah. could give it all to the IRS. We need to make those investments worthless. Nimblewindle. Yeah, and we need Mimblewimble <laughs> and we need CoinJoin and CoinSwap yeah. and confidential Coin transactions washer. and Coin Lightning Network. We need- and and this all starts with uh, Segwit. You know, we need Segwit to really do that. So any anybody who's standing in the way of not activating Segwit, they have they 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 want to seriously harm the members of the Bitcoin community by not enabling the Bitcoin community to have these privacy and fungibility tools at their disposal. Yeah. You know, so so. Everybody who's listening to this should should understand, you know, this is about 
your ability to have privacy and fungibility on the blockchain. And anybody who stands in the way of SegWit does not want you to have that power. They want you to be able to be spied on. And that's that's dangerous. You know, that's very dangerous. And that's not what our core ethos uh, in the Bitcoin community is about. We're about financial independence, privacy, fungibility. And we need SegWit to be able to really take those principles to the next level. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. We are team SegWit. And, <laughs> and, and a lot of uh, our, uh, our friends uh, are. And I think uh, it's, it's just a little, little uh, a couple of people that don't understand that, but I think that the majority is, is already uh, in favor of SegWit. Yeah, and I've talked to a lot of you know I've talked to a lot of people in the ecosystem about it. I've talked to a lot of our miners, uh, and they all seem to be you know very uh, cognizant of the importance of SegWit and getting it rolled out. And so I mean we need to roll it out gently. We need yep. to roll it out in a timely and a methodical manner. It doesn't just need to be rolled out overnight. No. We you know we want to make sure that all the wallets are kind of up to speed and ready for it. Uh, but we. What we don't need is we don't need people trying to use it as a weapon to further their own little individual petty political drama, you know, because if they want to try and hold the entire Bitcoin community hostage and not give the entire Bitcoin community the tools for privacy and fungibility, uh, you know, well, that's part of the reason we have a 95 percent consensus threshold on it. Yeah, you know, because we're going to, you know, we're, yeah, I mean, we're going to vote for this as a community. Like, do yeah. we want privacy and fungibility? Uh, then we'll vote for SegWit. If we don't, then we won't vote for yeah. SegWit. And then we have a gold use for a longer time, I guess, because yeah. the, the fee for fee, the fee market. I think uh, we, we talked a lot about the, the ongoing, uh, uh, yeah, the market market effects and network effects and the drama. We uh, we talked about everything, and uh, we will see what 2017 brings. Um, you, do you have special plans for the next year in the Bitcoin no, space? No, not. Yeah, not not too much. I mean, I'm uh, working with Kraken. You know, we rolled out Glidera. I mean, Kraken just rocking and rolling, doing a yeah. great job. Um, BitPay is doing a great job too. Uh, my my Bitcoin knowledge podcast is uh, yeah you, is, you have to make more you have to make more it's a little uh, yeah I need to do, on the, yeah yeah I actually actually uh, I've got a bunch of uh, I got a bunch of interviews rolling out right now and I'm going to Anarchapoco with Jeff Berwick in February so I'll great. get some more interviews there you know it's uh nice. it's just and I've been watching the downloads on like your show and I mean the we got a lot our community is growing. Like yeah, it's really. growing really well and really when big. When the price and moves, so, our viewers, uh, uh, we yeah. have more views. Yeah. This is it's really, yeah, it's pr- really great. Price goes up and everybody yeah. runs back to the Bitcoin uh, community. And, yeah, I, and, so, I, and, and I'm working on a, in a Bitcoin company myself now. So uh, that's, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah Hopefully we have, get paid in Bitcoin. No, no. My, my wife Not is yet. against it uh, still, but uh, <laughs> <I> wanna, <laughs> my wife is against <laughs> the Bitcoin payments. She said, uh, you can you can buy it with your money, but not being paid is too uh, it's too dangerous. Uh, so, <laughs> well, of course, like that 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 bonus that you got, you didn't yeah. get right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to buy her some uh, buy her some nice flowers and chocolates. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. 
but um, <laughs> no, but it's it's great to work in the community. So now my whole my whole life is Bitcoin. I love it. So um, it's, it's it's great yeah, and, and, to do that. Yeah, it's 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 great to see you know this rising prices like a breath of fresh air. It's lifting the the tide. More uh, everybody's benefiting in. from it. In twenty seventeen, the uh, it's gonna rain big time. You know, it's gonna it's gonna just rain all over our Bitcoin community. Help everybody grow a lot more. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm really excited for twenty seventeen, and and yeah, I do want to get more interviews of a lot of these CEOs out. Uh, what everybody's working on, what everybody's doing, and all that cool stuff. Great. Looking forward to it, and uh, I, I think we can, we will talk in a, in a year or two to uh, to talk about the, the the last gossip and the last uh, <laughs> uh, drama and who dropped out and the rage quit. So it's gonna be great. Yeah, having fun. <laughs> well, it's been great. Sorry for uh, any technical difficulties on yeah, both of our it, ends, but uh, I, it, yeah. I think it worked out well. I think that the viewers don't don't see it. There was any problem. I make sure. Okay, that. perfect. <laughs> well, thank thanks you, for having me. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you, Trace, for uh, being here. And for the viewers, uh, thank you for watching and uh, see you next uh, episode of the Bitcoin Report. Have a nice day. Bye bye. Get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.